Hello, everyone. This is Chaos, your host, back for another episode. Um, this one is, again, kind of more about life updates and things going on in my life. Uh, another voice memo that could probably be saved in the drafts, but I decided to publish it for my own, I guess, processing and everyone else's enjoyment and or just time killing. Um, hope you enjoy and let me know what you think. All right. Ciao. The events, comments, and views expressed are those solely as the host and or guests and do not reflect the official policy or position of the United States Air Force Department of Defense or the United States government. So I'm going to... Oh, Lord. It's been a hot minute since I've done one of these, I guess, voice memos, personal voice memos, expressions. Um, but I think it's since, like, August, and it's now, like, March... So it's been, I can't do math, uh, six months? August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Okay, so about like six, seven months. All right, all right. So I ain't too bad at math. But, um, no. Um, yeah, so if you're new and listening to these, uh, I have a plethora and a myriad of topics and just musings I talk about um, in my previous things, um, recordings, and just like most of them, I don't make edits. I probably should, but one, I'm lazy. Two, I don't like the sound of my own voice. And three, I think it adds a nice little flair and touch to things. Um, Also, this recording is probably going to be taken down at one point or another, probably for copyright. So if you hear music in the background, if Um, I do not own the copyright to it, nor do I own the music. Um, so, um, it may or may not be just a YouTube playlist slash, uh, mix that's kind of ongoing. So, if, if you happen to hear it, and so that probably would be all the unces and the beats and everything, so. Um, yeah, no. I, was really... Not exactly quite sure why I, I'm deciding to do this now. Like, why getting on? Um, but I think a large part of it has to do with kind of like what happened yesterday with work. But before I kind of get into that, you know, just a quick, well, it won't ever be quick with me as far as talking. Um, because I talk in 16, like, Groundhog Day circles and... I must provide all the context within the story so then you can best understand what's happening. But um, I will do my best to be more simplistic. Um, probably summarized in a like a bad movie. So um, if you know me personally or have personal contact, feel free to reach out and ask for more context. Or just tell me the, like, yo, stupid bitch, come on. You need to speak better. Um, Yeah, and also I don't have my headphones. So this is one reason why I'm just using my phone speaker. uh, Because my laptop and microphones aren't necessarily working. Slash I'm lazy to set it up. I should probably do that, but meh. Anywho, so more into like the storytelling. So August happened, I was working... What did I do? So August, my new boss came, really enjoyed him. Like one of the best bosses I've ever had. Um, 
he was completely essentially 180 from my previous boss I had for about 18 to 24 months um, so like I could I still sort of talk to him not as you know like as often as I would like slash you know but like I could actually talk to him at work outside of work like it was just a good relationship so definitely made my time the rest of my time in Sudan in Africa better or at least a lot more tolerable um and then you know supposed to be you know I had a couple of months left I was prepping for my departure slash just like cool um my replacement to come and you know I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and like the last month last especially past like couple weeks uh last couple weeks um it was like the shit storm of shits uh kind of like hit like the hurricane um actually that's a pretty decent analogy considering everything so like the first part of the hurricane hit and uh for the i get i'm gonna have a trigger warning uh so talks of uh, essay and I guess uh, sexual assault are inbound so if you don't want to listen um, just tune off and hopefully next I will say 30 seconds 40 seconds are dedicated to talking about that um, and then go from there so starting from about like right now okay so um Occurred sexual assault seven years ago. Um, don't really want to say too many details, just because it's. I feel like I've mentally, like, gotten past that point, but like, I never fully emotionally kind of like recovered, or at least like I just stuck it down deep, and then um, one day it kind of hit me, the third week or third Thursday in October. And then I came all hitting at once when I was extremely stressed out. I had about two, three weeks left, you know, still had to do all my pre-departure leaving while also my replacement was coming, doing all the prep for that. And I was just stressed and doing all this other stuff. And it was just like bad news bears. And it, the reason why I bring it up is because it happened seven years ago or from that point prior, um, what do you say? Um, like exactly the third Thursday, I can tell you that. And anyone who's kind of experienced that will know, like there are certain points you might remember every single detail. You might only remember specific details. You might um, completely not remember pockets of what happened, which is, or a mix of all of them, you know. Every experience in a way um, afterwards is, different um on how people process and i never fully processed it until then so of course you know this was like at eight o'clock in the morning get all hits at once and i know it sounds like i'm nonchalant about it me talking about it and i'm not but I, it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing to 
discuss, but I'm going to go ahead and discuss it because that's who I am and I apparently like to talk about the nitty gritty stuff. Um, so, but, um, so yeah, it was processing that and then my replacement, that was like the Friday. So I spent the weekend trying to like process all of that, you know, emotional wreck. And then my replacement showed up. I was like hella depressed because I'm still thinking about, you know, still processing things. But also that means like I was leaving my life of two years, like the shit show and I, you know, pre-departure stuff. And I'm a sensitive person and highly like attached to some degree or at least attached, you know, to like a shit storm, like jumping into the unknown and doing all the stuff. But also the people I was leaving behind that, you know, kind of endured through the shit storm that was uh, federal work while working in a, essentially, I hate to say it, but third world country. And I'm sure that's not politically correct, but I'm not the most politically correct at times. I might be diplomatic, that's for sure, but I feel like there needs to be balance. So moving on. Um... And then a week passes by, and then the following week, I was supposed to be leaving, like, towards the end. And it was a Monday morning at, like, 5.30 in the morning. I was supposed to be going to the gym, and then that's when we, earlier, before that, um, that's when a coup happened. Or, as people like to say, a military takeover. The Sunnis military had taken over the Sunnis government, ousted out the prime minister, and dissolved the Sovereign Council. I don't really have time in this episode to really dissect each aspect of that. Um, I may go back and talk about that. Um, but just Google some stuff about Sudan, especially recent history. Um, so it was almost exactly two years after there was like the commencement of or the end of like a revolution that sparked like a new democratic movement within Sudan and so I'm like oh how apropos that I'm supposed to be leaving in a week and then there's a coup and I'm stuck for about two more weeks so um that was fantastic um so like the light of the tunnel got right there and then the next 72 hours I just remember working it was a blur I was you know, there's a lot that was happening. The government or the military had shut off all telecommunications. Um, if you had, like, satellite connections, like data or phones or stuff like that, you still had some connectivity. And after a while, they just stopped working as well. And then internet outages or electricity outages would happen too. And it was, it was a shitstorm. And we had, like, a lock in place and had to move. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because, like, I was... We eventually... the My work. We all lived in different, like, areas and housing complexes. And my housing complex had to move. We had, like, 30 minutes to move everything. And go to, like, the big compound that we were all going to be staying at. So, like, 30 minutes, and we're like, oh, cool, just pack for three days. Grab our go bags, which is an emergency preparedness, stuff that we always have, and then go. Well, we were there for, like, a week, and then finally we were able to go home for about two hours. And then 
grab more provisions, you, one could say, and then head back to. And so essentially, I had a pack it my entire life, which isn't necessarily a lot. I mean, I'm a single person living alone, you know, and I didn't have that much stuff. I had a lot of food and cooking items, but like personal effects that was limited and um oh shit my music might die soon um but so all of that was happening so i didn't really have time to pack up my my own house like i was granted like a special you know hey we're gonna escort you over you have about two hours to pack up your stuff so like essentially i just brought all my shit together and packed what i needed for the next month actually i would say a couple months so i lived out of two duffel bags for my for the next like four months um and then and that's a that's definitely an experience i wish that upon no one i mean in a way, like, I'm actually kind of getting emotional about it, just kind of thinking about it, like, it was a shock, you know, it's, you really decide, figure out what's essential and what's not, and what you can live and cannot live without, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to this next point, like, this next point is probably controversial, especially given the the timing right now, like with the whole Russia-Ukraine war or Ukraine-Russia war. I don't know what the proper context or like grammar would be like. Is it Russia-Ukraine because you, Russia invaded Ukraine or is it Ukraine first in Russia because it's happening in Ukraine so therefore it goes first? I don't know. But um, yes, that, that war is happening and and all the other conflicts and wars are happening that aren't getting as much media coverage or you know for various reasons um and such as like Palestine and I think Pakistan Afghanistan and obviously lots of parts of Africa too so we're not gonna touch it oh I love this song Anywho, um, so it's, I, I didn't know what to pack. Like I, I packed some things that like that were really personal to me. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously I packed my important documents, but also I know I knew where I was going afterwards for at least for the next month. And it was going to be cold because I was living in Sudan, a fucking desert for two years but I luckily had, like, some pants, a sweatshirt or two, and then some, you know, decent shoes, like, and I would just buy everything else on the, on, on the road, at, you know, my laptop and some of my electronics I brought with me. But, like, essentially just a backpack and two duffel bags, like, and, uh, and my uniforms, too, because for reasons yeah because you know that's what was required for work and i knew so but that's just like it was like honestly i i i I don't have good words or expressions for it 
and I'm I can't wrap my head around it still to some degree. So, but I mentioned the whole Russia-Ukraine thing because it's like, in a way, I was, I was akin to being a refugee. Like, you know, I was, <laughs> or being in a way forcibly deported, if that makes sense too, because I was a U.S. citizen or am a U.S. citizen that was being forced out of a country to go back to the U.S. with little to nothing. And... I, it, it was like, wow, this is, this is happening. This could happen to anyone. So it, it definitely puts things into perspective. And I will say it wasn't necessarily safety concern. I will say during the whole time that there was a military takeover and coup, I felt, of course, there was some level of concern, but like given the atmospherics, um, and yeah, overall the atmospherics and the culture, I was like, okay. But I, you know, lived out of a suitcase, suitcases for like the next week and um, lived in someone else's house, ate their food, you know, so grateful to be taken care of in my community. So if anyone who happens to stumble upon this, I say thank you to um, you know who you are and if you don't and you're taking credit for someone else you're a dumb bitch um, but oh so all of that was happening I didn't leave until about a week later and throughout that next week I had taken three PCR tests and also bought seven plane tickets out of my pocket and I say that because Sudan doesn't accept credit cards or U.S. credit cards and barely even accept Sudanese accounts and stuff like that. So you have to pay everything in cash. And I bought seven plane tickets out of pocket because I was like, cool, I'm going to go this day. But then the airport and air operations, which was my specialty and what I did in Sudan, slash is part of my job, um, I the airport would closed down or commercial airlines would come in and then the flight would get canceled like even up to the moment like 30 minutes up to like take off the flight would get canceled so it was so hard to predict and finally it was it was bad like I didn't know when I was leaving and you add the stress on everything that was happening I was depressed I didn't shave for like a week I stopped attending meetings I was like once I got to a certain state and I passed on information that I could to my replacement and everything, I, I shut down. But um, <laughs> I finally got into the airplane. And moments before I got into the airplane, like an hour or two, I happened to get my booster shot and then flew from... Sudan to Dubai and I was definitely crying the entire time and it's like the lady next to me was like going to Dubai for medical reasons and she had real reason to cry and here I am like but I'm not going to necessarily discount my experiences but I was just like wow you know I felt like a refugee or like being completely displaced like I, I didn't have a home you know like yes 
sometimes I said, yes, the world is my home. I travel a lot or try to, and I have no problem, but just like in this situation, you're like, it's really happening. You know, after two years, a year, one year plus one year, because I was only supposed to be there for one year. And then another year I extended for, to match up for my follow on assignment. And, um, which I'm at now and I'm super happy and I'll get to, but it was, yeah, I don't know. A lot went through my head and emotionally and I'm glad now I'm to my point in my life where I'm able to take time to give myself space and time to process these heavy emotions and uncomfortable situations. Sometimes I don't do it right away because um, given, you know, the work, working circumstances or just I don't feel safe enough. So I'll probably just do it at home or when it's time and I might be on public. So we're going to do all of that. Um, but no, landed in Dubai. And then Dubai, that's when not only the coup was happening, but also more processing of, you know, my salt and everything happening prior, um, happened. And then, and then of course, like you add the booster effects, like the third COVID shot vaccination put me on my ass. So like I'm in Dubai, still fucking hot, you know, and dry or humid. I can't remember. It's been some time. And I was wearing like pants and a hoodie sitting out in the sun, like with cold sweats. I knew it was bad. Like I was popping Tylenol. I was probably crushing it. Like, like it, how it should not be taken, but I was, I was probably ODing, but enough just to tolerate everything. It was, <laughs> it, it was like, I was going through my own like personal rebirth, you know, literally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, like, it was, that was like a turning point. And, um, so hold on. I needed to drink some starbs. Um, let me charge my, my shit. So I'm going to go do that. Um, but, um, fuck, where's my charger? I'm like 17,000 chargers. And like only three of them work and I can't find any of them. Oh shit, I have a charger. What the fuck am I doing? <gasps> One of my other favorite songs is playing. I can hear it in the background. Huzzah, found a charger. I can tell I haven't used this one. You know, I'll do one that has been unwrapped and opened. Okay. Um. Yes. Yes, song. Yes, charger. We're living for this. Yes. Give some electronic juice to my music player. Yes. Okay. We're we're good now. So, Dubai. And then after Dubai, I ended up going to Kosovo. I saw one of my great friends there and then I made much and great friends even more friends there like I loved Kosovo I 
Oh my gosh, I would go back in a heartbeat. I would love to live there. Picked up some Albanian. Um, I will... <laughs> I was thinking about trying to say some Albanian just now, one of my favorite phrases, but one that's inappropriate. And two, I'm going to butcher it, so I'd rather not. Um, I don't know if the music stopped. I don't know why it stopped. Um... Like, y'all, what? Why do you stop? Um, anywho. So. So, yeah. So, I went to Kosovo. Did all of that. And that's exactly what I needed. Like, I needed, an, you know, my I needed my friend. I needed to hang out and enjoy my life, like, to the fullest extent. And that's exactly what I did. I did that there. And then I went to Germany and did the same thing. I, I beyond grateful for those people and I'm getting kind of like a little bit choked up right now just thinking about it because it was honestly like life-saving I mean yeah I, I can't I can't imagine and then after that I went stayed with one of my sisters um in Charleston and stay had some holiday week with my family because I think it was Thanksgiving and I stayed the week with them and that was honestly exactly what I needed as well like I knew that I needed to be with my friends and family during this time and I needed to just relax and process and prepare for my next adventure which is my current assignment here in Little or in Asia Light um you know, some people call it, but in a new part of the world, and um, and I'm forever grateful also to my, f- yeah, my friends and family. Like, thank you for housing me. I hope I wasn't too much of a burden. Um, I don't know why my internet is not working. Oh no, the internet's not working. So, um, why is this not charging? So, anywho, and so after that, uh, flew to Asia. So, beginning of December, flew to Asia, and I'm gonna kind of summarize. Some stuff from there up until like yesterday, you know, learning, you know, a whole new part of the world. Don't really know anyone. You, I might know one or two people from before, which definitely helped out. But kind of a new job, new idiosyncrasies. Sure, I understand kind of like what's happening in a job. But I don't know like no, no, what's happening, if that makes sense. Like fully comfortable what's happening. And then with my specific job, there was an air show coming up and uh, trying to do this whole air show and visits and stuff like that by, it wasn't by myself, but like my part of the job was like, shit. Okay. And that was an experience and a half. Um, Now a lot more comfortable in my job after a trial by fire, but also being still things, you know, I won't say the thing, you know, the air show and everything went went off without a hitch because there was plenty of hitches. 
and definitely lots of obstacles and not so great moments, but I think surface level, medium, you know, epidermis level, uh, there was, it was a success. Like the intention was met and good, good things came of it. So, and many lessons and things that also did go well as well. So, um, happy for that. Now kind of in the slightly low period, but now things are starting to kick up again for other things re- related to work. And now this is where like the work part comes into play. And, um, I'm going to try to do my best to be a little bit more discreet. Um, just in case the people who do listen to this or work listens to this, this is probably going to be not the greatest, but I will do my best. Um, also, Shout out to, oh shit, hold on, my internet's being shitty. Why is this? Why is my internet not working? Like, fuck you. Hmm. Um, yeah, no. So... Like I mentioned, it was a lot of idiosyncrasies, learning and new personalities, and there's been some tensions in the office. It's hard. It's you know for various reasons. Part of it is just learning personalities and you know people's trigger points and stuff like that. But also like COVID is still a thing, and but now COVID is starting to turn more into I guess like endemic versus pandemic, and. And um, for the past few years here, not much has really necessarily happened um, for work. So it's almost like having to restart everything from scratch. Um, so it's a, it's a definitely a growing process. And so, and there's a lot of pressure from our headquarters, from our bosses, from our customers, from all over the place. And... Um, so it's a lot going on, I will say. Um, Jesus, just connected the fucking internet. Why don't you? Sorry. Um, this is, I think I'm good at multitasking, but I'm really not. I don't think anyone is. So. Okay. You have... Wallahi, damn, just connect. Like, hmm. I'm, I'm curious on why the internet is being all shitty right now. Um, hmm. Anywho, so a lot of tensions happening at work. There's been a few um, not so great moments. I'm going to say that. Um, and if anyone really knows me, knows, like, I take great pride in my work. I know I, you know, I do great at work. Sure, there's moments that where it seems like I might be either slacking or, but most of the time, like, 98% of the time, like, I produce high-value shit, like, even on my worst days, like, it's better than a lot of others, and I make sure shit gets done, and if I don't know what's going on, I will find the answer, or at least find someone who knows the answer. Like, that's what I'm great with, and I'm great at producing things, um, or finding solutions and 
you give me like a millimeter or just a spark and I will take that and make it into kilometers and miles and bonfires worth of, you know, greatness from nearly nothing, from the very limited resources like, boom, here, here we are, great, great, uh, I guess, in a sense, resource management when it comes to some things like that, which my personal life or at least other parts of my life were like that, but that's fine, that's cool, I guess uh, we all aren't perfect, um, but yeah, so, damn, she really don't want to connect, um, but, so that's, so tensions and recent things, especially this week, this week was like, really put me over the edge, um, and felt highly disrespected, and, after you know cooling down and thinking about it like it's yes that that is just that particular person and how they act and they're they do it to anyone and everyone and stuff like that and i get that but but um that's still to me unacceptable given their the their position and things like that and it's, uh, I'm probably giving too much away already. Oh God, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but, um, eventually led to a, you know, kind of within my, my peers, my immediate peers and immediate supervisor, um, kind of like a, a powwow type situation. Probably not the most polite, a meeting a heart-to-heart meeting about, yo, let's hash this out. What the fuck is going on, y'all? And, um... Why isn't my internet working? This is kind of pissing me off. Um... And... We... I feel like we did that for the most part. Um, it's never... When you don't want to have those conversations... Yeah... But I bring this up because I, for the first time in like nearly 28 years of my life, like I'm not fully 28 yet, in a couple weeks I will be, and you know, eight years in federal service, federal service, and um, nearly 15, 16 years in the workforce, hold on, wait, no, that's not right. Like 14 years, 14 years or so in the workforce, 13, 14. Um, it's, it's the first time I've ever done something like this where, um, you know, I was essentially, I was given the floor, you know, in front of all my peers, and my supervisor, and kind of explained my stance on things. Um, essentially what I said, and I started off saying, hey... You know, I'm, I'm going to admit some things that, you know, to be kind of vulnerable and open. I do take things personally, especially when it comes to my work. Um, and that's something I'm trying to work on. But I feel like for the most part, um, that's just kind of who I am. And my reactions, I feel like for the most part, are warranted. Because I do take great pride in my work. Because my work is my ex- an, an extension of myself. 
and of my identity and who I am because and I take like I said a great pride and yes pride is rooted in ego and all of that but like we all need something that we're happy about and prideful about and for me that's work and work is in a sense like fun and a passion for me too like it's not necessarily because of you know capitalistic you know whatever you call it you know capitalism no i'm not necessarily doing it for the money i'm doing it because it's fun and i'm afforded great opportunities to do that's what's fun and interesting to me but um yeah it's so i said that you know and then i followed up saying hey i understand no one else is perfect and reiterated that point a couple times throughout my little spiel and then i also mentioned but i also understand and feel like i deserve to be spoken to and communicated with in a at least you know adult and healthy manner as far as when people are expressing their discontent or disapproval of what my actions or lack thereof might in you know cause and i understand you know that's we all have different thresholds of stress and or breaking points and it's hard to you know we're all human so we all break at one point well whether that you know the scale of that depends but um i prefer if at all possible before kind of like exploding and whatnot, just taking a couple moments, even if it's just like a couple seconds, but just like a couple seconds of restraint, you know, before just exploding on, on me or with my fellow coworkers or degrading us for something without necessarily having all the facts and details. Um, and I said that, I, I, I want to be treated like, you know, like an adult, like a decent human being, essentially. And because a lot of my time in Sudan, it was like that. And I even, I pointed that out. I said, hey, for the past two years, I've been essentially experiencing this. Like, I, it wasn't the greatest experience. Why I decided to continue doing, you know, this type of job and move to here, it's because I still have enough, like joy and pride and for the most part of what I do and just also the opportunities that living here will provide not only for my career but just like personally and but it was these past couple days that I flat out said I would not mind if I returned to you know do what I did prior you know what return to Previous jobs I've, I've done, even if they're not that exciting, I said I'd rather be treated like a human being and treated decently than treated like shit. And, um, and yes, I will say I was definitely stumbling and, you know, not necessarily the best eye contact, but when I wasn't thinking about what to necessarily say and looking down and just kind of like processing things as I was speaking and not being as, you know, nervous. I was, I provided decent con eye contact. And then also 
uh, I kind of did try to prepare for the most part for when it was my time to speak because, like, you know, social anxiety. But, um, no, it was, you know, like the, the kid or the uh, having to prepare the parts, like planning out what part that you had to read in class when you were in, cl- um, in like elementary school or middle school or even high school. You know, which paragraph or section that you were going to read to preparing that part. And then, like, when you were told, hey, by the way, uh, you're not reading that. We're going to have you read right now. And you're like, fuck. Like, it just ruined all of your plans. So, um, that was that was me. Like, the rug was pulled out from underneath me slightly. And I was just, like, trying to adjust. And um, that's another point I made, too. I was like, hey, you know, I'm fairly new here. But it's been pretty toxic. And in my mind, and what I've expressed to some others afterwards with close um, friends and besties, I was like, this is the toxic that I, this is not the toxic I imagined toxic would be, like, that Britney Spears had prepared me for. No, this is not the right toxicity. Mm Mm-mm. Like, nope, Britney was wrong. Unless she wasn't referring to workplace toxicity, so... Um, hmm. <laughs> anywho, um, yeah, so, and I, I feel like the message was pretty well received. Yeah, sure, when no one likes to be critiqued to that level or saying, so there's going to be some initial, like, defensiveness, but I feel like overall it was pretty well received. Granted, that just happened on a Friday evening that was like the last thing I did for work and then I left and um you know as I was leaving I oh fuck I lost my train of thought sorry um what was I doing oh yeah so Friday evening yeah it was just I will say to try to sum all of this up, like, I am beyond happy and grateful and proud of myself to be able to stand up and at least just voice my concerns. Like, that's the first time, like I mentioned, in 28 years of life that I've actually kind of told someone who has a say and what happens next, you know, my thoughts and feelings. Not, you know, going against my own personal, I guess, habits and behaviors have turned out to rock the boat and sort of, in a way, people-pleasing. Because that's what I have done. But actually just kind of being like, you know what, this is this is where I stand. Like, uh, you, do, you take it or leave it, but, like, this is my boundary. St- essentially establishing my, my workplace boundaries. And, you know, I, that's just... That's a huge step. Like, hmm... Like, I'm still relishing that moment. Like, it's it's provided so much. Every time I think about it, like, I'm so proud of myself. And sure, you know, I probably don't need to be speaking 40 minutes about my fucking life updates to either complete strangers and or people who are just, who know me and have decided to be subjugated to me just rambling for 45 minutes. And probably 20 minutes of which probably could be, you know, taken out. And I could summarize all of this up 
But I kind of refuse to because, you know, sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So um, let's see if the internet's going to work this time. But no, I say it was. So I guess kind of like in closing for the first, you know, first of three Southern goodbyes, you know, this is I'm going to end up. Oh, is my is it working? Fuck you. Yes, maybe. Fuck yeah. One of my favorite songs is finally playing. Okay. Um, so. No. Um, second, final, and third. Third, or sorry, second and F3, Southern Goodbyes, or attempting to say goodbye. Um, no. So j- these are just some of like the life updates that are kind of happening. Um, I'm happy that I'm here in Asia Light, in this new part of the world, meeting new people, experiencing new places and things, and... Sure, there's a pandemic, and I'm sure people, everyone I'm meeting, for the most part, have been here for a while, and they might be slightly jaded because they might have been here all throughout the pandemic and have never been able to leave, and I get that, and but still won't let that necessarily skew my opinion. Um, yes, I lived in the fucking desert, lived in Sudan for two years, but there's always going to be something every single day that I find happy or I take pride in or grateful for. For example, that thing for me was, you know, I was, I never lost the awe of being able to live next to the Nile river. Like for me, that was, that was the thing that kind of helped me keep grounded. Like history classes and everything else, like civilizations, this Nile river that has stretched from Sudan, South Sudan and every other country flowing north to go up to Egypt and everything has provided life and civilization and I have the pleasure to live next to it and drive next to it you know just like you know just thinking like people have been here this river has seen things and know things and so for me I'm part of that is like the sunsets for me and just the water and being just like the overall city. Um, sorry, I thought I thought I heard someone at my door. They're trying to open up my door. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Anchor slash my recording software is telling me that maximum recording time for segments is sixty minutes. So I need to keep an eye on the clock. So, and I've been recording for 46 minutes and 40 seconds, so, um, anyhow, but yeah, no, I'm just doing things, I'm gonna restart probably my master's program soon, and then probably do a few other things, still trying to do the music thing, uh, I'm gonna try to pick up a f- one of a few other things, try to make new friends, um, and just see where life kind of takes me, but third and final, so then goodbye, 
just enjoying life and just happy and taking time to um, see my own growth and hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy. And if it's not the best situation for you, I wish you the best and um, hope that your situation improves. And yeah, so another great song. God damn. Um, this is like a new year mix 2021. So like end of 2020. Oh my gosh. And I've been listening to it all last year and now apparently this year too. So I'm like, it's forever my favorite. But anywho, third and, third and final Southern goodbye. Just chaos. I'm signing off. Uh, feel free to reach out. I don't bite, at least very hard. Um, okay, until next time. Bye.